Wait, what? Where are we? What's happening? Oh, hey, hey, viewing party listeners. You made it to this podcast. You found us online. Hope you use the hashtag mini pod squad. Wesley and Katie and some cats. Watching movies, eating snacks. We're not sponsored by anybody. We don't even have a Patreon. We're just having fun. Welcome to viewing parties. What's the test? Viewing parties. Chanting all over your tatum. Viewing party. Get a little like. Just a mic, <laughs> and it'll just sit in the middle. Someday, <laughs> someday we'll have a budget. <laughs> oh my god! It's a charm for now. <laughs> the charm of a DIY podcast. <laughs> I I ask myself often how I'm sort of becoming a person to know in Columbus for podcasting. <laughs> And I'm like, have you heard my podcast though? Like, it's we're, it's okay. We're pretty in DIY here. <laughs> Just making it up as we go, guys. Shouting at a laptop. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a real microphone. I don't know how to edit. I don't know how to how to website. For my other podcast, we were trying to figure it out. I was like, I know there's something called an RSS feed, and like the tubes grab it. <laughs> like it comes. It gets grabbed out of the tubes. Kind of. I assume, like, when Veruca Salt goes into the tubes in Charlie's Chocolate Factory. Yeah. And she's like, I want it now. And then that's the internet. (laughs) I'm like, Veruca is your RSS feed. And then somehow iTunes is like, oh, yep, bad egg. I'll take that. And turns it into a podcast. It's funny you said that, because we were talking <laughs> earlier this week at work about how none of us actually understand how fax machines work, because yeah. we're like, how do you take a paper, paper with a picture on it and call someone on the phone, and, turn and it on the other end paper. it comes out paper? Like I... And we were like, is it like in Willy Wonka when they have like the television and they transfer chocolate <laughs> by particles? Like, is that how it works? Because I don't cool. really know. Fax machines are Wonka vision. <laughs> Did like, but like, but Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory also came out when they had like giant computers. True. Like room, like room giant computers. Room computers. <laughs> computer room. That wasn't just like this is a gaming room, but it was like no, this is a this is an entire room machine that takes up a whole room, a whole special room for it. Yeah. Yeah. So like, some technology so Willy I Wonka, get. Like some invented, stuff, I'm just like. Willy Wonka like invented the fax machine <laughs> without trying. If only you could actually fax chocolate bars to people and it would come out chocolate bar on the other end. You could fax me all those Reese's pumpkins. Yeah. Whenever, like, we could just duplicate. Yeah. St- well, I guess that's how you print money, too. <laughs> it's Wonka vision. <laughs> just counterfeiting. <laughs> and we're like, who cares about counterfeit? I mean, I know. Like, pumpkin candy. Is that how they got the golden tickets out? They, like, wonka them to certain kids? I, I have so. to believe that Willy Wonka, like, knew, like, this is, this is my idea, is that he was like, all right, these are the children I need. Yeah, somehow, because... Because there weren't any boring kids. Yeah. <laughs> or boring parents. <laughs> it was all someone who was like, 
It was all people who were, like, very clearly disturbed. And aren't they all seven representations of, like, the seven deadly sins? Were there seven kids? I don't remember, but I feel like there's, there's like, gluttony and Baruka sloth and... And Augustus mm-hmm. and Mike TV mm-hmm. and Charlie and, um, oh, um, the, the Blueberry. The Blueberry Girl. And, um... Maybe maybe Willie. I don't remember. Maybe Willie is another kind of. But I feel like it, they were all representations of something. Yeah, because there were the three boys and then the two girls. Yeah, because it was. Was it just five then? Or were there five golden tickets or were there seven? Or you know were, what? It doesn't matter. Oh my gosh. I feel like I should know this because I was in yeah. the show. I, was I feel like I should play. know it too. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was just the three boys, the three and boys, the two, and two girls, girls, the one girl who was like not feminine enough, and then the other one who was like real crazy. Because <laughs> that's how little girls are, I guess. And yeah. then there's the fat kid, and then the kid who watched way too much television, and Charlie who was too poor, yeah, but pure at heart, yeah, or whatever. But he stole fizzy list, lift, fizzy lifting drinks, fizzy lifting drink. I feel like there were maybe just six. Maybe there were five. There were probably there like a five. Surpri- yeah, because it was like there were five. No, because then there was this sixth one that was floating around. That's so dumb. I don't what remember. What a dumb number of tickets to put out. Yeah. I- did you know, I just heard recently, they're, I don't know if they did or they're considering it, putting the term golden ticket in the dictionary because it's become like a yeah. thing outside of just that book and movie. Yeah, it sure has. I thought that was really cool. I do have fundraiser every so often where you can like buy a, like a raffle <laughs> remember we call it the golden ticket remember in the office when he put golden tickets in certain boxes of paper in no. the warehouse <laughs> no i don't remember this uh, but i kind of remember this uh Stu carell's character decided to do a golden ticket giveaway and he printed golden tickets and then he snuck down in the warehouse and was like, you get 10% off or something if you get a golden ticket. Oh, that's cute. But he didn't know how the warehouse was sorted. So he <laughs> put them like, like one person got like all of them and oh got like God. 50% off of paper or something. <laughs> and they were like, what have you done? Like, this is terrible. And then it all worked out in the end. Of course but it did. It, it was, down the end. He was like, I'm going to do this thing and not tell anyone. And then it backfired so badly. Welcome to Michael Scott, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Let's all declare bankruptcy. <laughs> Get YouTube in here. <laughs> Get YouTube in. <laughs> That's how we know how to podcast. We just ask YouTube to show up. Get YouTube in. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey everybody, I'm Katie. Hey, I'm Wesley. And this is Viewing, Viewing Party. Party. Welcome to the party, everybody. It's yeah. party in my back. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> like, it's like my mouth is so far ahead of me. <laughs> it's like, did my lips make that shape? <laughs> yep. And then air escaped. <laughs> and then it becomes sound waves. Uh, and then I'm in oh, trouble I again. Our, like, um, how do I keep doing this? right now oh yeah i almost forgot oh guys this ready? is a very special episode of viewing party ready <laughs> they just don't make wait, noise wait, no, wait. <laughs> i was really ready for this to be a noise maker i was too <laughs> just made this like ugly fl- flapping this is sound. the biggest fail we've had t- t- oh today oh my gosh this is the uh, what a big letdown <laughs> Okay, okay, let's try that one more time and see if we can make some sound out okay, of these noisemakers. Ready? 
headset. <laughs> hey everybody, it's Wesley's birthday month! Yay! It's the month of November! <laughs> and that means it's Wesley's birthday! It's... Wesley's turning? You don't have to disclose your age if you don't want to. <laughs> it's a number. Don't guess. So I <laughs> had these like party things. I don't even know what to call them because they're not noisemakers, the clearly. They look like a giant tongue. <laughs> yeah. That you're a kid and you're like, look, I got a big tongue. And we <laughs> used them in the picture for viewing party. Like, they were props for our, <laughs> for our artwork. You work really hard, it will make noise. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to work that hard. It hurt. I'm a little dizzy now. <laughs> Yeah, I thought these. they'd be noisemakers, but that was not what happened. <laughs> no, we'll just... No, no. Uh, birthday. But yeah, it's birthday month time. <laughs> just to make noise. All right, I gotta stop. Or else I'll just be over here making noise the whole podcast. <laughs> that isn't the talking kind of noise. It's just the noise kind of noise. Uh, I got a pedicure last night, and my fingernails are jealous. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Facts of life, Wesley. Ugh. So, on this very special birthday month month, we're going to be watching Wesley's favorite movie. Yeah. Because we did this for Katie's birthday a few yeah. months ago. In August. Yeah. We watched the, what did, Lord of the Rings and Rocket Man. And You've Got Mail. And You've Got Mail. Oh, yeah. Such a, a cool arrangement of movies. <laughs> well, we're kicking off my month with a weird choice of movies, so. <laughs> See, when you when you do the, it just kind of sounds like Fight Club. <laughs> that was totally my plan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't suck it back in. <laughs> I'm a DJ now. <laughs> You're a morning zoo DJ. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I'm a morning zoo. <laughs> this is the morning zoo. <laughs> Morning Zoo on Viewing Party. What? It's called the Movie Horn. I, I, yeah, I get that. I mean, I just got so many sound effects. Like, this is the most ridiculous podcast now. I don't even know what this one is. I don't even know what any of these are. Oh, that one's a good one. Alright, I'm done. into that in the morning. Yeah. Here in Columbus on WNCI and I feel like I would fit in <laughs> And yet I would also be the person who actually understands feminism <laughs> and like classism and racism and all those things. <laughs> so I'd be like also on a tirade most of the time. <laughs> so I could be a morning zoo DJ uh... is what we discovered here. Found my calling. Found another one. <laughs> a fresh one just for your birthday. Oh good. Oh my god! Another spinoff podcast for us to do. Yeah, more just like it's Katie's morning, but it's like ten minutes of me pretending I'm a morning DJ on like a pop radio station. I feel like this is actually just a fun character I could play instead of like a a real podcast. Oh, I dropped Um, it. Well, I guess we're all done here with this with the noise. (laughs) Okay, okay, done. Um, you want a parking wreck? Yeah, let's do some Parks and Recs. What did you watch this week? Um, I went to see 
Notorious. Oh. One of the Hitchcock films it was playing. Yeah? So that was cool. I realized about 20 minutes in that I'd seen it before. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really? I was, because it was, it's described as like, love story in Rio with Nazis. And I was like, what is this? I have never heard of this before. That's weird. But it turns out I had seen the movie. It's just glorious bastards. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Um... I had seen it before, but I missed the first 20 or 30 minutes, which uh, sets up the love story that they're in Rio and that they're spying on Nazis. Oh! Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. You're like, I've seen this before, but I didn't have any context. I, yeah, I only saw, like, the last hour of it, which was fine, but it That's was a really good movie. Funny. How long is the movie, then? I think it's normal movie length. Like an hour and 30 minutes? Yeah. Okay. Maybe shorter. I don't know, but You're like I saw that last bit, but I had no idea how this. It was started. really good. It's Ingrid Bergman and Cary Grant as spies in the forties. That sounds great. Yeah, it was awesome. Spying on Nazis. Yeah. Oh, cool. They like this movie is known for some really cool like camera tricks that Hitchcock did. So. Like what? Like there's a scene where they're having a party, and Ingrid Bergman has to steal a key off of a keychain to break into the wine cellar. Mm-hmm. So she's got this key in her hand, and you see the party scene from the second story, like, stairway, mm-hmm. um, like, landing. Yeah. And you see her in the middle of the party, and then the camera zooms all the way from the second floor in a one big, like, clean, slow swoop right into her hand to a very, very tight close-up. Whoa. And they had to build a special, like, um, Lens. like... No, like a special camera, like, dolly system oh. to get the camera to move that way because they couldn't zoom that far. Right, without the, it being, With like cameras green. in the 1940s. So Whoa. they had to build a whole rig for it. Oh, my God. And there's another scene where she is, so she's being poisoned in her tea at some point. And so they do a scene where, like, there's a teacup in the foreground and her in the background. And the only way to get it so both of them are in focus was to make a giant teacup and put in the Yes! <laughs> oh my god. That's so there's so like good. cool things like that that happen in this movie. That's so brilliant. When I was in high school, we in our speech class, we had to do a project. We had to give like a however many minutes yeah. long speech on um, either like someone who changed the world. Mm-hmm. So either like our world or the world as a whole or like a certain culture. Yeah. Within, like whatever. Making was, a big difference. Yeah. yeah. Like making a big difference somewhere. And it, me and my best friend in that class, I did Charlie Chaplin because he changed film. Mm-hmm. And then she did Alfred Hitchcock mm-hmm. and he changed film. Yeah. Also in the black and white era, which is also like fascinating. Yeah. And so it was really, really cool that people were like, did you guys plan to both do this? And we're like, no, mm, not yeah. at all. It was really, that that class was super cool because, uh, or that project was really cool because then we also did sort of like a fair type thing where like different, like other classes from the school would come in for a class period. Mm-hmm. Like what, they would just make a free period and they would come in and we'd do like quick, so we had to do like a full speech mm-hmm. and then we also had it to make come up with like a one minute speech like a Mm -hmm. 60 second blip and had like like people had to like come away from our little 
spot, like, having learned something and mm-hmm. physically have something to, like, take away with them. Mm-hmm. And it, so I was giving out mustaches, and I realized I was also giving out Hitler mustaches! <laughs> um, so that was a so thing. So again, I was like, like, hey, I made, I'm on the office. I made mustaches, <laughs> and I forgot until I was like, oh, that's a lot. Of, like, without the top hat. See, that's exactly... Without the top hat. (laughs) On The Office, that happened to Pam. She dressed up as Charlie Chaplin and then couldn't wear her hat. And she was just like, I'm Hitler now. Now I'm Hitler. And this was a huge accident. I made a huge mistake. Oh, no. (laughs) I feel like I could be Charlie Chaplin and wear, like, harem pants. (laughs) Like... My brother's shoes. I yeah. just like wander around and be Somebody Chaplin. in college was Charlie Chaplin for Halloween once. I'm not surprised. And it was like 100% on point awesome. Yes. Like he had the whole costume. He got the walk down that yeah. he does and didn't talk all day. Mm. And it was brilliant. That makes me so happy. It was so great. Oh, that makes me so happy. So I but like, I, oh, I creative bring, people, you're wonderful. I bring that up because it was super cool that the two. Then, then we also like our booths were placed next to each other, which mm-hmm. was super cool. So people came over and they're like, "Whoa, this is like a cool film history." Yeah. Like quick class that we're taking. In that class, there was someone had done the Beastie Boys. Oh, nice. Someone did um, Steve Jobs, of course. Um, there are a few others, but those are the big ones. Like someone, uh, the guy who did Steve Jobs, he was super hot also. I remember that. He was in band and like real cute. And I think he's now a band teacher and still very hot. Um, <laughs> hey. Not that you've been hey, stalking Andy, him. Andy, if you're out there, hit, hit the cell. I don't know. But he made these, like, paper iPhones that everyone could, like, walk around and, like, have, like, pretend iPhones because we were all, like, high schoolers. Right. And some of us had iPods. So we could all have, like, and it was when the maybe iPhone 2 had come out. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We did it in one of my speech classes in high school. It was kind of like that, but we had to, like, be a famous person. Oh, fun. And you came in and you had to, like, um give a speech giving progressively more information and then have the class guess who you were oh cool yeah so there were some really fun people like somebody did like a famous baseball player someone dressed up as mc hammer and his mom made hammer pants for him and it was hilarious excellent can you guess who i was um can i guess who you were Leslie, you would be so many bizarre things. You're Tyler Durden. I don't know. <laughs> I was the complete you just walk opposite. in and you're like Tyler Durden. I was the complete opposite of Tyler Durden. Uh, the complete opposite of Tyler Durden? <laughs> what year was this? Uh, 2004. I five. actually want to like have a real guessing game here. So it was okay. in that year. Were they super famous that year? Or were they famous in the past? Um, They've been famous for a long time. Um, I don't know. You don't like Drew Barrymore, but that keeps coming to mind. <laughs> like, that's not someone that you Okay, I'll like. give you a hint. Okay, great. It's an animated character. Oh, shoot. Is Bob the Tomato? Nope. Am I close? <laughs> nope. Were you Minnie Mouse? Nope. Were an animated character? Were you Winnie the Pooh? Nope. Piglet? No. Am I close? Getting closer. Tigger? No. Kangaroo? No. Not from that franchise. Oh, man. So, in Disney. (laughs) No. What? Wait. I don't know. I Wait. Oh, God. I feel like Pinocchio. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Pinocchio. (laughs) Just make it up. Shrek. (laughs) You were an animated 
character that had been famous for a long time that wasn't a Disney character? Yes. Holy moly, Wesley. <laughs> you're really you're really in it to win it with this one. Nah, it took the class a while to figure it out, too. I, okay, well, then I have no idea. I was Hello Kitty. Oh, my God! Okay, yeah. Now I... Yep. So okay, I wore, now. like, a big pink bow in my hair. Oh, my gosh! And... There is a ridiculous amount of information about Hello Kitty's life on the internet. Ew. Like, <laughs> did you know she has a twin sister? No. And a boyfriend? What? Named Dear Daniel. Ew. Damn and like, Daniel. <laughs> Sorry. Her parents and her grandparents are characters. They list her favorite food, like her blood type. Why that's a thing? Why? I have no idea. Like, is it a Japanese cat? Yeah. Sure it, she is, yeah. Sanrio's Japanese, yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it just, was ridiculous. You're like, oh, I, I guess I'll be this because no one will get it. Do you want a prize if you're like most ambiguous? I don't know. That was a different party we had. <laughs> that was a different party in college. But yeah. Anyway, so what's your parking rec for this week? Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Ask. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for asking. <laughs> I watched all the way through the first and only season available of Mind Hunter. Okay. On Netflix. I feel like I've heard of this. It's got, it's brand new. It's got Jonathan Groff. Okay. Who's Faye. Forever. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, ugh, I love him. So, so does Lin-Manuel Miranda, for those of you who are wondering. Yes. <laughs> it's him. Yeah. So it's got Jonathan Groff, who's a Broadway actor. Mm-hmm. And I know I first heard of him because he was the, he was the original lead in Spring Awakening on Broadway. And, um... Uh, that's also how Leah Michelle got her start. Fact. Nice. So, and then he's been in a bunch of other things. He's also well known for being uh, in Frozen. He was. Yeah, kid. I like totally forgot that that. Yeah, he's like, in it Frozen. Didn't connect that, that was the same person. It's funny <laughs> because he's in Frozen, but he like has one song. That, yeah. Like whatever, but he like, was like the only like well not the only Josh Gad is a Broadway star obviously, but he like <laughs> is also a pretty serious Broadway star. <laughs> Um, and he's had his own show on HBO before called Looking. Yeah. He's done lots and lots of stuff. Um, and then I think they also, Looking, had a movie. Anyway, so he's been in lots of things, and I've been following his career, and then suddenly he shows up in Mindhunter, and I was like, what is Mindhunter about? Glad you also asked that, Wesley. (laughs) Mindhunter is this wonderful show that's like part serial, part cop drama, part like true crime it's really good it's about the behavioral scientists in the 60s okay ish they don't really say 60s Mm -hmm. 70s kind of time Mm -hmm. um yeah because it's yeah it's like pre anyways in like the 60s and 70s who uh they created and coined the term serial killer like oh interesting okay like, they, they talked about how crime used to be, like, John Dillinger and, mm-hmm. you know, Babyface, whoever. Mm-hmm. Like, crime used to be organized and gang rings, and mm-hmm. they always knew that if there was some sort of killing, it was, like, personal gain. Right. It was okay. either personal gain or clearly, like, a fit of passion between lovers, and that was, like, mm-hmm. it. That was pretty much all there was as far as crime went, and then there was the occasional outlying, like, what on earth is this? And then suddenly in the 60s and 70s, that's not what crime looks like anymore. Mm-hmm. People are going on killing sprees. Yeah. People are killing, like, 
violently on a one-off mm-hmm. with someone they've never met, like, with a stranger. Yeah. And there's no personal gain out of it. So there's no explanation for why are murders happening. Mm-hmm. And the people who commit the murders and get caught can't even tell you why the murder happened. Right. Like, this is when, um, like like, rape numbers spiked, mm-hmm. and suddenly there was, like, whoa, this is, like, something that we're actually beginning to report, yeah. and it's less of a one-off thing, but they still think it is, because, you know, men are skeptical to believe that they would do anything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> it's whatever. And all those things. So it's about these behavioral scientists, and Jonathan Groff's character is kind of, like, the lead, and he, they're off on a, uh, I don't know, just like a mission or whatever, like doing a thing. And um, he was originally just teaching at like the academy, like trying to teach behavioral. Oh, it starts off that he is the person who comes in when there's like a suicide standoff. Okay. Or if there's a hostage negotiation, Mm -hmm. that's his job. He comes in and like works to handle that is how he starts. And then he's like, there's got to be something else. Like, crime doesn't look the same anymore. Yeah. And these negotiations aren't the same because now we're dealing with, like, mental instability mm-hmm. and people have no idea or it's a very sudden burst of mental instability yeah. and it may not have been an emerging pattern just yet. And sometimes it is. And all these things yeah. are starting to, like, muddle the work. So he, like, is in an area and I think he's teaching and he decides that he wants to go, like, without anyone's permission, go interview a serial killer Mm -hmm. at a prison that they were near and just, like, begins conducting, like, interviews and getting to know him and, like, trying to collect data and then it becomes this whole, like, federally funded... He works for the FBI. yeah. Yeah. So it becomes this, like, federally funded thing that happened that these, like, researchers were, like going into prisons, mm. interviewing violent crime offenders who had multiple victims and like trying to figure out like what was their past like? Can we prevent this? Can we prevent this kind of thing from happening in the future if mm-hmm. we know what the predictors are? Um, and it's really, really cool. And like throughout, it's interesting because at first I was like, do these characters grow at all? I wasn't like sure like how they were going like, to yeah. grow his character. Like, from the beginning of season one to the end of season one, he has, like, a huge, he has a huge amount of growth, but that also happens very naturally, not oh, in a way that you're like, whoa, that character's so changed. You're just <laughs> like, oh, wait a second. Yeah. He's way more confident, and now he's, like, kind of going rogue. Yeah. And, um, and you, like, see it, like, begin to happen in a way that, like, a normal person would progressively, like, grow in confidence and in, with that also comes like arrogance and yeah. like huge missteps yeah and it's really really good huh. um it's fascinating it's really interesting also to watch it with hannah because hannah has done a lot more research on serial killers than mm-hmm. i have yeah so we're like watching an episode and they're like oh we're gonna go interview so and so so and so and hannah's like oh, oh my god i've read about him <laughs> and so it's cool like if you not if you're a fan i don't want to use that word but right. they do tease in that in the show that you could be like, they're like, he was joking around. He's like, would it, they're like, would it be like totally off base to get this guy's autograph? He's like, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's like I think, but he's yeah. but Jonathan's character has read so much about these people from yeah. research that he's like, yeah, oh my god, I get to go meet this like crazy person. Yeah, but he's like, how did you even do any of that? Like he yeah. get he becomes sort of like obsessive in a way. It's really interesting. 
So it's cool to like watch it with people who also like read a lot of true crime and are like aware of a lot of these like really famous killers. Yeah. Because they're like, I've read about this person and now I'm like watching this person in yeah. a weird way. Like it's yeah. really cool the That's way that they're bringing that to life. Um, I have no idea. I haven't done any research on if the conversations in the show are authentic to the yeah. recordings that were actually yeah. like, taped during those interviews or if it's like totally made up stuff. I don't know, uh, but it's super cool. And I love it. So everybody go watch Mindhunter. I finished <laughs> nice. the first season in a few days. It's real, real good. And Jonathan Groff is in it, and I get to just look at him and hear his voice <laughs> all day. And he's so cute. <sighs> so cute. Jonathan Groff and serial killers. And I just feel like I have to I was going to say, that's pretty much I was like, two your life. MO right there. <laughs> I know, I was like, two. These are a few of my favorite things. <laughs> Um, in uh, sad news, my favorite murder podcast is coming to Columbus in February. Yeah. And tickets went on sale on Friday. And they sold out on I Friday. I am not surprised. I'm livid. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to survive this. I thought, I was like, well, they'll be in Columbus finally after like a year of wanting them to be here. I'm yeah. Like, Maybe I can reach out to them for the podcast festival. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, and it's like we wouldn't have enough room. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like they sold out the Palace Theater instantly. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're not going to have enough room. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> for like all those people in our like cute little festival. Yeah. Uh, but that'd be one way to sell out a festival, I guess. And it's, yeah, it would. But it's a three day festival. Yeah. So we really don't want to like do that. Anyways. That's cool. Yeah, The Mind Hunter. Check it out, y'all. So it was interesting that you. That's the thing that you recommended on this particular podcast. Yeah, it's really interesting that that's what I watched leading into this. We just watched Fight Club this afternoon. Don't talk about Fight Club. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Oh, wait. We can't talk about Fight Club. Well, on this we're podcast. done. Sorry, guys. We that's the rules. Shh, sorry, this podcast is over. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for listening. It's been viewing, viewing party. party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we have to be quiet so they think it's over. Hey everybody, we're back! (laughs) Just kidding, you thought this podcast was done, you dummy. (laughs) You sound gullible. You're getting a a, a high school award. What are those called? A superlative. (laughs) Yes. A high school award. (laughs) What are those called? Trophies? I don't know. I don't know. We watched Fight Club. We've had way too many sound effects on this episode. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm a, I'm a DJ. <laughs> that's, that's right. I'm a DJ. Uh, I'm just, I'm a DJ. Uh, why don't you, st- I <laughs> That's okay. Would you like, how, uh, do we want to run through the plot or um, do we feel the need to? I guess we can do an abbreviated plot. The plot is it's kind twisted. of complicated. Do you want to do it? Do you want sure. me to do it? What do you want to do? It's your podcast. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I can tell you, like, why I picked it for my birthday. Yeah. Let's hear about that. Um, so, you mentioned when you first saw this movie, we talked about that, like, offline a little bit, but yeah. I first saw it in college. Yeah. With, like, um, which is ironic, because we weren't allowed to have these kind of movies in college, but we did anyway. These kinds of movies? Anything like rated, R? rated R was illegal on our campus. Illegal? Yeah. They, like, like, you, you could get, get in trouble for it. Yeah. I 
Yeah, I went. You know, I went to a conservative Christian college. I have another story about your college yeah. for after this that is totally related to yeah. Fight Club. So um, the rule was like, if you had a rated R movie out, your when they did like walkthroughs right. for like room checks or whatever, they could take it away from you, and you could get in trouble for it. Like forever, they could take it away, or just yeah. Like, they could just confiscate it so because just, it was against the rules. So somewhere in, like, a dean's office, there's just, like, a DVD case of, Basically. Like contraband. Yeah. So, <laughs> but the rule was they weren't allowed to go through your belongings to look for things that were against the rules. But okay, if they good. saw them out, they you, they could take them. So that's why I started putting all my DVDs in 90s CD uh, cases with, like, the big zipper notebook type. Yeah. Because then none of the boxes were out. Oh. And I can have whatever movies I wanted. Wesley. In. That is. On campus. Brilliant. <laughs> oh my. That was like my God. one rebellious thing I did in college. You were like, you can't tell me what to watch, the man. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it was Dean ironic. Jesus. It was ironic because The Passion of the Christ is rated R. Yeah, it is. And they were like, sorry, you can't have it. It's rated R. And we were like, like but it's Jesus. And they were like, it's against the rules. You're like, but I'm having a Bible study. Sorry. Can't do that here. You gotta go to chapel. (laughs) Yeah. So I was shown this movie in college and then immediately bought it on DVD so I could keep it. But so perfect. Yeah. And it like blew my mind, of course, when you're like in college and watch this movie for the first time. You're like, whoa. This is amazing. And then I... From then on, for, like, the next, like, eight or ten years, I told everyone it was my favorite movie. Partially because, like, I really like it, but also partially because of the look I would get when people were like, that's your favorite movie? Like, that's your it's favorite not- <laughs> You sure that's your favorite? It's not, like, like Cinderella ex- or something? Yeah, like, you like- expect this movie to come out of, like, a dude, you know, like, someone who was, like, on a, a sports football team, like, oh, fight club! And you're like, And I'm, like, this do. quiet, like, girl with purple hair in college who's like, it's my favorite. And people are like, what? Fight club the best. And I'm like, I yeah. don't know. I'd, I'd be fascinated to hear why you think so, so but <laughs> this is to the extent, though, that I loved this movie. On MySpace, you know how you could have, like, your, like, name and people would change it all the time to be, yeah. like, some creative thing? Yeah, mine, like Mr. Brightside? Yeah. So <laughs> mine was always I am Jax blank, and I would change oh, the thing, like, every couple months. Oh, my God, Wesley! Yeah. So it would be like, I am Jack's smirking revenge. And then I would just like leave it like that for just months. Like, leave it up for a while. <laughs> and then change it to a different one. And <laughs> thought I was super clever on my MySpace page. Very. How's that working out for you? How's being clever working out for you? <laughs> well, MySpace is no longer a thing, so. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah. Speaking of your campus, yeah. I did not go to Wesley's college. I did let me rephrase. I did not attend yeah. Wesley's University, but I would go to the college sometimes and yeah. hang out. Yeah. Because I was like the little sister of students. And of course I was like, Oh, I wanna go hang out at a college. Yeah. So then I became friends with all these people that are older than me because that's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing the most Tyler Durden thing oh, no. that I've ever heard of happening on a campus happened on your campus. That like one day in the middle of the night. Yes, I like, forgot about. This. Like in the this is the story that I heard. <laughs> I want to hear your thing, but like in the middle of uh, the night, 
people woke up to like someone was playing very loud pornography yeah. over the like PA system of the campus. It was on the like sports field. <laughs> they broke into the like soccer, um, like whatever, like the media booth is where yeah. they like do the announcement for the games. Where they're like, "Oh, I'm a DJ!" Like, they're kicking the ball. Yeah, go team! They played it over that as oh, loud as possible no. in the middle of the night. <laughs> I bet it was rated R. Oh, I'm sure. It was. <laughs> that was super illegal. <laughs> Did anyone ever find out who it was? Maybe or, I don't remember. But it was like quite. I mean, it was enough. It, that's you're or right. Like, though. Why? It's a, it was just a prank. Nobody was like. like this they is did why. dumb pranks all the time. Right, as as, as college does. students do. I just heard about all the weird places people like figured out how to have sex, and I was like, <laughs> having had no like <laughs> bump into this to like intercourse in my life or any amount of kissing at that point, I was like. How do you do? I'm so confused. I how could uh, what? Uh, I was just like, I don't understand. And now I'm like, yeah, I, I guess I get it that someone could figure out how to do that there in a stairwell or on a roof. I'm like, you must be really hungry. We'll say, uh, <laughs> girl, you thirsty. Uh, <laughs> doing it over there. Anyways, oh, that's all. And then I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to be here anymore. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, this happens everywhere. Like, there's yeah. no escaping this kind yeah. of behavior. It, that, to me, was the funniest, wildest thing I'd ever heard of coming from your university specifically. Yeah. it was, like, the town's Christian one. Yeah. And it was like, you had birth control couches and all yeah. these things in place. And somehow someone was like, you know what would be funny? Yeah. Moaning. But, in the middle of the night. Yeah. Really loud. You're right, though. That is, like, the most Tyler Durden like, thing. What? Yeah, no, it's, like, the perfect <laughs> setting for that. And I just remember hearing about this and being like, no way. Like, that happened there? Yeah. Like, some super repressed person was like, I gotta get it out! That's what I thought. But no, it was probably just sports get ballers or it something. Was, who knows? Like, I don't even remember. Let's, do, let's see what would be funny. There's that. Yeah. So my first uh, run-in with this movie, I don't even remember. I do remember there was a girl I went to high school with named Sarah. Mm-hmm. Fight Club was one of her favorite movies. Yeah. And she was like Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Oh. I mean, she was like the hippie girl mm-hmm. who like was very emphatic and only like could love people and was very frustrated when there was no amount of love and felt things very strongly <laughs> and wore skirts and flowers and she introduced me to the movie like chalk a lot yeah and then she was like i love fight club and i was like like she read ayn rand at like 16 yeah and i was like who is this person like i didn't <laughs> understand it yeah she was like the most bizarre flower i'd ever met yeah. <laughs> and then i was like fight club but all i knew about fight club because i'm not supposed to know anything about it right was the cover of the movie and the poster just shows Edward Norton and Brad Pitt's bicep and like soap. Oh and yeah. I thought it just looked like a dumb buddy comedy. <laughs> and I was like, this looks stupid. I didn't like Brad Pitt at the time. Yeah. I didn't know who Edward Norton was. I didn't understand what this bar of soap was supposed to represent. <laughs> and it was just like two dudes' faces with a bicep. And I was like, that looks, that looks terrible. Dumb. 
And I couldn't understand how people were like, I love Fight Club. Fight Club's a great movie. And I was like, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? And they're like, there's a twist. And I was like, cool, I see dead people too. Like, I don't <laughs> understand. Like, I didn't get it until yeah. I watched it. And even then I was like, "Are you, wait, what just happened to me? Yeah. Like, this, I don't remember most of the movie. I was so, like, thrown by it. Yeah. I think I only watched it once or twice in my life. Very far apart. Mm-hmm. I was probably very tired. Oh, I was saying that this movie makes me sleepy because of all the insomnia. <laughs> like, I watched this movie, and, like, every time I'm just like, I want to go to sleep so bad. Not because I'm bored, because I'm like, You're please like, sleep, please sleep. sleep. They're awake too much. Yeah, that's true. They're awake way too much, Wesley. That's the whole point. Someone at work asked me if I could be any animal, what would I be? And I said a manatee. Well, they obviously. Eat and sleep and get belly rubs. Right. And nobody hates I mean, them as much as they hate cats. They're like cute <laughs> and plump and just sleep and eat and all day and float. And play with dolphins. And it sounds wonderful. And they can speak in high pitched tones and no one's like, Oh, you're too you extra. <laughs> they're like, Oh, that's precious. Oh man too. Their mating rituals are cool. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. We just saw the one manatee's mating. I don't know. I didn't look up the rituals. I just know that it was wild. I was like, well, that looks like an exciting part of your morning. (laughs) All's well that ends well, manatee. Oh my gosh, yeah. So I was like, that's what I want to do. I could never be Tyler Durden. He would take up way too much of my time. Okay, so here's the question. If you were to have a split, like, if you were to, like, split your personality... And be a certain kind of person that you're not currently. Oh, like, wow. what would that be? I could totally see you having a Durden-y type. <laughs> a Durden-y type. <laughs> Durden-y like, type. what would your Tyler Durden be? I don't know. Tyler I've never thought also, about this. Tyler could be a girl's name, so we have True. that going for us. I feel like I knew a Tyler who was a girl. It's such a cool anyway. concept that it's, like, this dude who... Because it's, like, your ideal self. Yeah. That they... can do all the things you wish you could. Yeah. And then you do all those things I don't know. while you're asleep. Like, man, however, if I did have a split personality, I'd be way more productive. Like, I'd get so much done. Yeah. If I had this other person who, like, didn't, know. who wasn't afraid of what people thought of her. Yeah. And was, like, super ambitious and was decisive. <laughs> and who was like, no, of course I'm going to just go for it. I guess the real question is, like, what would you be super afraid that you'd wake up to and be like, oh, "Oh, I made that happen? (laughs) These are really hard questions. I know. I have no idea. There's a whole book about it called Fight Club. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what my Tyler Durden would be like. Maybe we're each other's Tyler Durdens. (laughs) No! Like, boy, I wish I could Katie, just chill we're the out same person. Oh my god, you guys! This is now podcastception. This went to a totally different level. I don't really know who I am anymore. Because remember when you decided we should have the same husband because we'd have opposite personalities? Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> it's all happening too fast. Yeah, maybe, maybe we're each other's Tyler Durden's, where it's like, oh no, maybe there's a version of me that I would invent that, like, is super into cool 60s stuff, <laughs> and, like, actively, and, like, pays their bills on time, <laughs> and has, like, a real job, 
and is like so really funny. nice to everybody and everybody loves her. Like, no one's ever like, boy, I'm mad at, I'm mad at Katie. <laughs> like, Aww. no one's ever. <laughs> That's how I see you, Wesley. Aww. It's just like nice and kind and like way too patient. <laughs> Maybe the other me is like, it's you. And you would just like, I just take forever to do things instead of being like, let's just go do it right now and get in trouble. See, that makes sense though. Cause my other me would probably be like decisive and like spontaneous. <laughs> <laughs> and, like loud and boisterous. <laughs> oh, this and, makes like, so much sense. Out in public all the time. So do you? <laughs> and we do have friends that have never seen the other person. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! We do have friends that are like, I've heard about this Wesley, but I've never seen her. And I'm like, I know. And I'm like, well, you can hear her on the podcast. Maybe we're just really good at throwing our voice. Maybe. So which one of us is the real one? I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't. I'm hoping the one that pays your bills on time. <laughs> That's the one I'd rather be. IRL. We can't afford IKEA in either reality. That's true. That's a bummer. <laughs> I did know. I was. This is funny. I was planning to take off a day off work for my birthday. And I had the thought, like, maybe I'll go to Ikea that day. And then I was like, that is the most 30-year-old woman thing you've ever said in your entire life. <laughs> right now, Like, right below, like, I should have bought more cottage cheese. Oh, no. <laughs> what if we just go to the zoo and look at manatees on your birthday? That's what I did last year for my birthday. I mean, that sounds great. <laughs> I like to do that for my birthday whenever possible. Yeah. Whenever a birthday rolls around. Yeah. We go look at, oh, my God, we have the same spirit animal. <laughs> What it, is that what it's called in the movie? Your like spirit animal or your like oh the like animal guide that when they he's yeah. in the cave yeah the penguin. <laughs> I was like, no, mine's a manatee and it's real warm. <laughs> it's not. I'm never cold, and no one's like you're fat. They're like, oh, you're so fat. Like they're like happy for me that I'm like this giant yeah. manatee in this so world. Cute. Yeah, man. I, I want to if reincarnation is a thing. I'm, I'm praying to whatever God I need to pray to that I come back as a manatee. But I want to be like a smart manatee who's like, y'all, there's a boat. Yeah. And like, get out of the way. Yeah. Because that's what I'm also afraid of is boat. But I'm also have a fear of drowning. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, that's going to. Well, manatees like breathe. Yeah, but they have to drown. They can drown. I don't know yeah. if they have to breathe. Anyways, we're getting anyway. on like a whole thing. So let's go back to oh, Fight Club. So Fight Club. So now that we've figured out our existential <laughs> crisis and that we're actually just the same person in different versions of each other, which is so funny. That is funny. Like everything that we've talked about on the podcast about how we can like the same movies, but for totally <laughs> Completely different, different reasons. reasons. More. What kind of soap do you buy? I don't know. Not bars of soap. Yeah, okay. I do sometimes. Every once in a while, I'll get a bar of soap. But I always think about Fight Club when I buy bars of soap. Yeah. Why am I there's talking lot, like that? I feel like there was like six times in the movie I was like, I always think about this movie when X happens. Yes. Because whenever I'm on a plane yeah. and there's like the little cards, or even if someone gets up to walk in front of you, uh-huh. like I always think of this movie. There's something else <laughs> Am that... I giving you the, the crotch or the, or yeah. the ass? Was that it? Yeah. There was something <laughs> yeah. else. Um, oh, when you watch old movies, the little like... The little blip in the corner yeah, the... that tells you when to switch the reels, which I totally noticed when I watched Notorious. That's Because it was on cool. film. Um, so the question... So then, okay, I actually have very mechanical questions about the real flipping, but okay. I don't think you actually have the answers. Probably not. Where it's like, 
is there just one dot or are there multiple so you have a minute to prep and like how do you do it that fast and I don't understand. I think there's two like there's two things and you just like switch a lever and it starts the other because I know this happened in Glorious Bastards it was part of like it was a key part of a that. plot oh you haven't seen it well, add I know. that to the list I have a friend who loves it and she would be a great guest for that She's very much the like, that's your favorite movie person, and <laughs> I like, love what? it. So, well, it's like when I tell people that like Mr. Brooks is one of my favorite movies too, and mm-hmm. they're like, "What's that about?" I'm like, "It's mm-hmm. Kevin Costner, and he gets off on killing people. It's great." Yeah, <laughs> don't ask any questions about it. This is prep. Don't read into and why I'm like, I like this. Cook's also in it. Not a big deal. <laughs> it's super weird and didn't get a lot of press, and I love it. Yeah, I love that movie so much. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but yeah, I don't really know the technical reel-to-reel things, but... Yeah, I don't know. Those yeah. are my big questions. So, you remember we the thing on the plane? The thing on the plane. Two things on the plane, really. Yeah. The um, reel-to-reel the thing. thing. So, I think about... Yeah. I think about... When and I then, see bars of soap, I think, like, is this lard or not? Like, yeah. I'm really... Like, I, and, I, and I don't want to be the rude person at, like, a farmer's market who's, like... Would you like Talk to from? me about Fight Club. It's <laughs> 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 just like holding the bars. Yeah. So, like, this is Rosemary Mint. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure, though? Yeah. I need to cultivate a corporate and find out. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is another thing. Like, this is a real weird, tiny thing, but the name Tyler Durden yeah. was on like labels that you bought at the store. So. For a long time, if you went to, like, Staples and went to, like, the Avery paper aisle yeah. to get, like, stickers, like, that you print, like, address labels, stuff yeah, yeah, on, yeah. certain ones, and they would always have, like, a sample, and oh. it would say something or other. For a long time, a certain one said Tyler Durden, whatever, whatever, Paper Street. Oh, And it no. was, like, the coolest thing to, like, find it at the... You were like, oh. You are like, oh, there it is. Oh, it's see, that's that. way better than, like, Ned Flanders. Yeah. <laughs> But I was like, it was just a tiny, tiny little thing that I'm not sure. It probably was like the movie came out and then right. like somebody was like, I'm going to slip this reference in that no one's going to know. Or it was Or cool. the book or something. Or it was like cool marketing that like nobody knew about. I doubt <laughs> it, but yeah. You never know. Yeah. That'd be, that's so cool. So like those are the kind of like little weird trivia things that I always think of have nothing to do with the plot of this yeah <laughs> it's funny because i've only seen it a couple times and i don't remember too much about it but mm-hmm. there are things that i do think of often it's like, very iconic in that sense yeah like when i watched the fault in our stars i was like oh remember in fight club when he was going to all these like help yeah things what are they yeah. like whatever anonymous the, yeah support groups yeah the support groups i'm like do you remember that <laughs> every time i hear that pixie song I'm just imagining. Oh my gosh. Marla Singer. Marla. Oh my god, Wesley. Katie. I, hey. (laughs) I had a boss once named Marla, and she was nuts. Oh. In my experience. (laughs) Maybe she was just in a rough place. She might have been in a weird spot. (laughs) Did you meet her at a weird time in her life? believe I met her in a very weird time in her life and I could not figure out for the years that I worked under this woman and I finally had to quit because I couldn't handle it anymore like mm-hmm. what about that name drove me insane oh. and I think there was a Marla in some other movie that I was like pretty indifferent to yeah but I was like I met her and was like Marla why 
why does that name like really just piss irk me you? Off? Yeah. Like why? Oh my god! And even watching the movie, I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's the character's name, and it yeah. never occurred to me that they're that, connected. Like, but this is the, that when we were watching the movie, and he was like, he was like, who would uh, if you could fight anybody, who would be? He's like my boss probably, and I was like, yeah, I've had a boss like that. And I was thinking about that boss who has the same name as Elena Bottom Carter's character. Oh my god, I'm probably uh, in a fight club, and I don't know it. Yeah. Sometimes I wake up with scratches and bruises. <laughs> I'm probably in a fight club. See, with my you are Tyler Durden. Oh my god! <laughs> well, you that would be make you Tyler Durden if I'm waking up with scratches True. and bruises. Ew, <laughs> this is weird. This got really weird. I love it. So, what are some other things you like about this movie? I love so much about this movie. Oh, I love that. Um, I had never noticed before that they splice things mm-hmm. into the movie in the same way that Tyler does mm-hmm. as his like. Side yeah. gig. Yeah. That like throughout I only noticed them at like a few times in the beginning and I didn't see them anywhere else after Just that. Just once at the very end. Oh yeah, well yeah, yeah. that was an obvious one. Was, yeah. were there any others that were in there? I don't I feel think like they, they were. went away. I don't think they were. I feel like once they introduced that concept, it went away. Mm-hmm. Which is also Once you met Tyler as a character, like they kind of stopped happening in the beginning. Was it before they met him? Do you think that yeah, it was. It was before they met him that that it was going on. Do you think that, I mean, of course they did that to, like, mess with you as an audience. To be mm-hmm. like, did I? Okay, so then was I making that up or not? Yeah. And then do you think that that also had anything to do with, like, showing you, like, where Tyler had already started popping up in his brain in, like, split Maybe. seconds? That those were, like, moments. Because they seemed to show up at moments where he was, like, having, like, a high emotional reaction to something. Like, mm-hmm. one of them popped up when he was at the hospital and he was like, please give me something. I can't sleep. And yeah. The guy, like it was. Cause he doc- also says at that point, he tells the doctor, I fall asleep and wake up in a different place. Yeah. So, and that was a kind of a hint towards yeah, that was what like was huge, actually happening. That was a hint. And so the doctor is telling him to like go to support groups if you want to see pain. And then mm-hmm. they spliced it there. Mm-hmm. They also spliced it when um, Marla was walking away down a dark alley when he was getting like really upset that Marla was showing up at all the support groups. Mm-hmm. And he tries, he like walks out to find her and she's just walking down an alley. They spliced there. Mm-hmm. And they seemed to splice it at like moments where the character was having like high emotions but wasn't doing anything about it is when mm-hmm. they like were throwing in yeah a quick little real splice and i was like this is interesting is this like hinting at like tyler, oh i'm sure like, tyler was flashing up yeah him, where like it started to come up yeah that's so cool man yeah there's so much about this movie that's super cool you told me that there are starbucks cups all over the movie yeah i haven't like i i stopped paying attention to it but i've yeah. heard that in almost every scene somewhere is hidden a Starbucks cup. That's so weird. Yeah. Why? To show, like, the commercialism or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That would make sense. I also saw, I saw something else that was showing up all the time. Um, I saw, like, I just kept seeing, like, brands of things in a really interesting way. Like, lots and lots of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Like, people kept handing cigarette pet mm-hmm. packs back and forth to each other. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, like, can we... Yeah. Like, holy cow. There was something else that I noticed that was like a lot of, that kept popping up and I don't remember what it was. Uh, I saw it around though. I was in the very beginning and I was like, I keep seeing this item. 
and I don't know why it's here exactly. Um, I love that, like, the minute details of every stupid thing in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, every dumb There's thing. so many. Like I said before we started it, that I was excited to watch it again and see if I could, like, pick up on all the times where they tell you mm-hmm. that There's they're a the lot. same person. Yeah. And you miss it every time. You do. You, like, you just, like, are totally... I was like, wait a second. Does no one ever interact with both of them at the same time? Yeah. But, like, because there's moments where it feels more obvious once you know, mm-hmm. where, like, Tyler's standing in a room, but no one's looking at him. Right. Or, like, Ed is standing in a room, and no one's looking at him. Mm-hmm. Or, like, whatever. Or, like, where they're both together, but, like, only one of them is talking, and the other one is watching what's happening, mm-hmm. like, from, like, the background. Which is really interesting, because isn't it true that you... Your memories actually happen in a third-person view. I believe that that's... I feel like that might be true. I feel like that's a thing where you... you I will, wonder... Like, you will live and experience something, but most of the time your memory is, like, a, like a third camera. I wonder like, if that happened after, like, cameras. Because I feel like I saw a lot of my memories coincide with, like, photos that I've seen multiple times of those instances. Yeah. And I wonder if our memories have adjusted to that because... Of cameras. Holy smokes, Wesley. Are we geniuses? Yes. We're a genius. We're one single genius. <laughs> I forget. <laughs> so that's the other thing is, um, the, like, Ed Norton's character and Brad Pitt nev- hardly ever talk yeah. to each other in the presence of other people. Wait, say that again? The two characters, the narrator and Tyler Durden, yeah. hardly ever talk to one another in the presence of a third person. The yeah, closest it happens you a get. few times, but no one is speaking to both of them. Mm-hmm. Or they're just sort of speaking in general. Yeah. The closest what? you get is when um, Marla's there and Tyler's in the basement, that one scene. Oh, that's so And, like, so Tyler's good. feeding him words to say. Right. And oh, my gosh. he doesn't realize that what's happening. And she's so mad. And you totally understand having like knowing the twist like why she's so mad at him all the time because he's just terrible oh i found it somebody did screenshot i'm right i'm absolutely right about this about the the splices that happen i wasn't surprised okay so the splices that happen early in the movie before mm-hmm. tyler introduces the the idea of splicing things mm-hmm. what's popping up in those frames is actually tyler durden it's not pornography. It's right, Tyler. it's him. Tyler is showing up in those scenes. Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't know. Because I knew that somebody showed up behind the doctor, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, and he's it's all, probably it's, some dude I wonder why he always wears red. Why do you think that is? Why is he always in this red he's jacket a, he's, he's either wearing a red leather jacket or, like, red leather pants, and has those, like, red-tinted glasses. <laughs> yeah. that are so like I just wonder if it was just because like red is the complete opposite of like everything the narrator's wardrobe and home was like or he just thinks <laughs> it's cool I don't know but we also talked about that I don't know who came up with the costumes for Tyler Durden but they make me so happy because they're so weird oh my god like in one scene he's wearing like a like a fishnet shirt with like a <laughs> fur coat over it and you're like what are you even doing right now it's like, a, like that comic book tank top 
yeah. that he's wearing, and you're like, what comic even is this? <laughs> like, I feel like he, like, all the costumes are actually from, like, The Fifth Element, and they just put them in this movie on Brad Pitt. <laughs> I'm, like, looking at the internet, and it's uh-huh. actually showing me things that we didn't pick up on. Oh, yeah? So when they show, this is a fun fact, when, um, when, uh, what is not Tyler Durden's name? They never tell you. Right? Okay. He's... Because in the book, it's first person. Right. So he's just known as narrator. Right. He's he does, just the And, like, talking. he has names that he tells, like, the support groups. But oh my God. he doesn't have an official name. Poop on me. <laughs> because is so good. In Project Mayhem, you don't have a name. Shut the front door. Yeah. I can't. In death, oh you have a name. Oh, I know. This is why, like, my teenage brain was blown by that. I can't with this. Holy cow. Anyway, what were you saying? Okay, cool. So, this is another thing that's a giveaway, but, like, you don't, you can't see it really well. When Edward Norton comes home after meeting Tyler on the plane and his apartment is on Mm -hmm. fire and he goes to the payphone. Yeah. He calls Tyler. Tyler doesn't pick up, Mm -hmm. which is so weird. He's like, I never pick up the phone. But Tyler calls back. Mm-hmm. But he calls back on a payphone, which you're like, yeah, that can happen or, or whatever. But the payphone says no incoming calls accepted, so it wasn't even possible right. that like someone else that could have phone could that. not have got a call. That's so funny. I can't. I can't. Yeah, there's that. so many details like that in this movie that are just fascinating. Wait. Wait. Hold on a second. Very clever feature on the DVD here. After the requisite FBI warning at the beginning of the movie, the screen briefly changes to a warning form. Or to a warning from Tyler Durden. Uh, I'm going to have to check on my says, DVD and see okay. if it says that. Oh my god, it's so good. So it says warning. If you are reading this, then this warning is for you. Every word you read of this useless fine print is another second of your life. Yes. Don't you have other things to do? Is your life so empty that you honestly can't think of a better way to spend these moments? Or are you so impressed with authority that you give respect and credence to all who claim it? Do you read everything <coughs> you're supposed to read? Do you think everything you're supposed to think? Buy what you're told you should want. Get out of your apartment. Meet a member of the opposite sex. Stop the excessive shopping and blank. Quit your job. (laughs) Start a fight. Prove you're alive. If you don't claim your humanity, you will become a a statistic. You have been warned, Tyler. That's amazing. Oh my god, that warning. See, I love the like weird inception y things like that that are just Uh... throughout this movie. Oh my god, this is so cool. Katie's so, discovering so I'm much so, on the internet right so now. Much. You said one of my favorite things in like these tiny details. So when Lou, the owner of the bar, comes in mm-hmm. and he fights Tyler Durden. Yeah. When he punches Brad Pitt in the stomach, very subtly Edward Norton like doubles over. Oh, like, nice. Oh, what? It's so much. I can't even handle it. I can't even handle it. Yeah. I don't care who that is. Something about the car crash is mixed up. See, the car crash was the scene that always really confused me. That, okay, so let's talk about that scene, because what is even happening? Yeah, I'm so confused, because 
what we've been seeing is like we've been watching the Project Mayhem guys act really weird around Ed Norton's character. So like he'll come yeah. into the room and they'll like all stop talking, probably because they're like, okay, which personality do we have right now to react against? Sometimes he'll like yell at them and they'll get really confused because they think he knows what they're doing and he doesn't. So in that scene, Tyler puts Ed Norton's character into the car. Tyler's driving. And then there's the two guys in the back seat. And I got, I was always so confused by this scene because I don't, like, who's yeah. actually driving? I just figured it because, out. Because, like, obviously it has to be Ed Norton's character because right, he's the only one who can physically drive a car. But Tyler Durden is driving. But Tyler Durden is driving. Right. So, like, is he, like, projecting his actual self? Yeah. And the actual self is the one having the weird reactions? And, like, how messed up is that to the two guys in the back seat who are just watching this guy argue with himself and drive them off the road? Like, unless it's all in his head. But unless some of it's... But they're responding to things. They're responding to things because they know that, like, they all have to know that there are two sides to this guy that right. they've they been living with. Some, like, they've some seen idea. that these two, con- like, conflicting personalities are happening. But they might just think that it's a test all the time. They do. So here's... Like, two things that happen with the car crash. Yeah. I admit that it seems like a little, like, a forced fake-out for the Yeah, viewer, it's weird. Where you're like, ah, okay. But, um, there are two hints that Tyler doesn't really exist. When the car pulls up, mm-hmm. the narrator gets into the driver's door, and then and Tyler then... gets in through the same door. Yeah. So they both get into the car through the same door, and you're like, oh, they just scooted down the bench. It's yeah. like a weird friend thing that's happening yeah like okay and then when the car crashes and flips over tyler gets out of the passenger side and pulls the narrator out of the driver's side oh i didn't notice that because i was upside down either because the car's upside down so you're not thinking Thinking. about it but tyler comes out of the passenger side and then pulls ed out of the driver's side but like what yeah you're not thinking about it at all because like you're just like yeah the car crashed there's two people. Oh, it's so crazy. Yeah. It's like, it's so much. It's That's so much. Oh my gosh. I this know. movie is so wild. It's so Buzz fascinating. Buzzfeed has another article that I also want to oh, read, no. but I don't think I need to read it on here. Probably not. We're probably it's good. It's so good. But there's just, like, I think, and when I... I think what freaked people out when I told them this was my favorite movie is they're like, you like that much violence? And I was like... That's not why I love this movie. It's not because I'm like, I want to watch dudes punch each other. Like, I don't care about that. It's all of the, like, things that mess with your head and the blips and the splicing and all of that stuff. Yeah. And all these details that, like, make me love this movie. So, there's also another funny thing that happens that, um, I love when people put TV screens in movies Mm -hmm. because I'm always, like, trying to figure out, like, what's on the TV screen and how yeah. is this relevant. Yeah. But there's a commercial that's playing when the narrator's in one of the hotels. I remember this. And, yeah. like, Brad Pitt is, like, in a commercial with a bunch of waiters, mm-hmm. which is fascinating because, like, I remember we know seeing that he's it. working with waiters. And then later they do show so, up there. So then, like, is that a moment where, like, subconsciously he, like, sees someone that, like, 
that, like, the narrator sees this person and subconsciously is, like... That's the cool Like, that's an idea. Me. Like, he, like, because you can see something and yeah. be like, that's an... That person is attractive to me. You can yeah. feel, like, appealed by anything and yeah. very quickly and not really be consciously thinking right, about right. it. So was he, like, took note of his face and yeah. what he did for a living so he could easily make up, like, oh, yeah. this is what this person does for a living. Yeah. And the splicing then makes sense as, like, a side gig that happens because, like, those are things that are also happening in his reality as certain things are, like, mm-hmm. being spliced. Uh, a fun fact, the breath in the cave, yeah, in the cave, is actually Leonardo DiCaprio's breath from Titanic composited into the <laughs> shot. <laughs> it's just so weird. That's that is weird. weird. Speaking of that, I loved in the end when, like, it's a spoiler, this whole thing's from spoilers, but when yeah. Ed Norton shoots himself. Yeah. And oh, then. messed me up so hard. You see. Tyler, like, you see the smoke coming out of the back of his head. Yeah. And then, like, the wound on him, and then he falls over. Yeah. And, like, just disappears. Yeah. Basically. But, like, they're, and they switch back to Ed Norton, and, like, the smoke and the, yeah, like, the thing is the same. Yeah. But, like, they're both, they're both feeling. Yeah. The same wound. So. Which has never happened before in the movie. Well, not... Not obviously no, not, like that. No. no, not in a very conscious way. But it was just like a little tiny thing that you're like... And I love that moment when he's like, I'm holding the gun. It's so weird. Yeah. That's so weird. One other fun thing, Brad Pitt didn't want his parents to watch the movie. Oh, I'm not surprised. But they insisted, and then I guess that they changed their minds during the chemical burn scene. Oh. And, like, had to leave. <laughs> Where, like, they're just watching their son, like, give this person a chemical burn. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine, A, being Brad Pitt. <laughs> no. Like, writing Bradley Cooper <laughs> about his, is equally as far-fetched as, like, being Brad Pitt. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, other fun facts. Helena Bonham Carter insisted that the makeup artist do all her makeup left-handed. Because she thought the character of Marla would, wouldn't care about or be good at that kind of thing. Oh, so that's clever. the makeup clever. artist put all her makeup on with her non-dominant hand. She always does look, like, real messy and disheveled. And, and also, like, perfect at the yeah, same time. Yeah. Like, everything's a little off. Uh, oh, during the scene when a Fight Club member sprays a priest, the camera shakes slightly because the cameraman was laughing. <laughs> Which is really funny. I thought it was funny. Happened. I don't... I don't like it. Um, in one of the fight scenes, when before they tell you which one is Jared Leto, but before he's introduced as a character, like he's just being blonde in the background. Yeah. And Tyler Durden is like, "You all thought you were gonna grow up to be movie stars and rock stars, and you didn't." And I was like, "Except for that guy, <laughs> so <laughs> this dude right here has done both." <laughs> oh my god! Uh, the font used for the title and credits for this. Do you know mm-hmm. what the font is called? No. Do you want to know? Yes. <laughs> it's called Fight This. No, of course. Is the name of the font that was used. That's mm-hmm. super funny. Russell Crowe was almost cast as Tyler Durden. Oh. My brother would probably watch this movie if it was Russell That would be Crow. terrible. Rob would love this. When the narrator is sitting at work writing haikus, the names on um, the document on his screen are the film's production assistants and crew members. 
That's awesome. It's really cute. All right, so let's. Wait, there's else? more. Yeah, but we're. Wait, there's more. We don't need to just read all of the internet about this movie. Uh, no, it's good. I'm almost done. This okay. article's about done here. Uh, uh, Brad Pitt and Helena Bonham Carter spent three days recording orgasm sounds for their unseen <laughs> sex scene. I'm sure that was a hoot for oh, the sound I'm... editors who were like, great, <laughs> great. Uh... uh uh, director David Finch told Edward Norton to actually punch Brad Pitt. Pitt's wane of wince of pain is real, and you can see Edward Norton laughing about it when, they, when he hits him the first time. In the ear. Right in the ear. And, like, uh. Ed's laughing about it in the background. Uh, oh, Marla Singer's phone number is the same as Teddy's number in the movie Memento. Ooh, interesting. Isn't I like that fun? movie a lot, too. Have you seen that movie? Oh, Edward Norton was actually completely nude from the waist down while ordering Ikea. Cool. <laughs> that's so weird. Oh, that's so, oh the Bob's breasts weighed, like, uh, more than 100 pounds. Wow. Like, it was filled with birdseed. Okay, that's weird. Birdseed? I mean, okay. You'd think that they'd just take the lipos <laughs> Uh, when when he's giving the speech, when Tyler's giving the speech about rock stars, he looks at, he looks directly at Jared Leto. Yeah, I noticed that. I thought that was funny. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Finally, in the last scene of the film, there's a single flash frame of yeah. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Everybody knows that. It's really obvious. There's it is. not a single flash frame. It's several. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah. Anyways, so those are the fun facts yeah. from the internet. Holy cow, this movie's so stinking good. It's so great. We like, never really walked through the plot of it, but like... It's okay. Holy... I mean, if you haven't seen Fight Club... Just go watch it. Like, do yourself a favor. It's my birthday. Go do it for me. It's my birthday and we'll fight if we want to. We're not gonna fight. Here's how I know that we're not really Tyler Durden. <laughs> we're not, like, punching each other. Like, there's nothing about... Our relationship that makes me want to hate uh, you or although, makes me be like, boy, wouldn't that be a cool experience? Yeah, no. That sounds terrible. Sometimes I watch this movie and I'm like, I could probably get into a fight once just to see what it was like. Yeah, I don't. But it would have to be in a very controlled environment. And I don't think that controlled environment for me is going to be a fight club. <laughs> it would have to be like, can I go to a gym? where they're, like, training MMA fighting. And yeah. So I'm like, yeah, this is, like, a controlled environment yeah. where I know I'm going to be okay. No one's going to be like, I'm real mad today, <laughs> and I just want to hurt something beautiful. <laughs> or whatever. It is, is that what, what he said? said? Something like that? Yeah, I wanted to... To punch something beautiful or something like that. <laughs> to punch something beautiful. I don't even know. Something like, and like you that. picked Jared Leto with a ble- angel face. Like, bleached eyebrows. What were you thinking? Jared Leto. Did you ever watch My So Called Life with him in it? Nope, sure didn't. We watched it. They, like, replayed it on TV in the 2000s, and my sister and I watched it every night. Every night? There's one season, so there's, like, oh. they just played, like, all of them. Oh, I didn't for like know, a week long service, like something. Well, then I could have watched the show. I didn't yeah. know it was one season. Um, he knows about it. Like everybody knows who he is from this show. Yeah. That was one. Well, season. and he plays this like heartthrob character who like is grungy and wears plaid because it's the nineties. 
Yeah. But he, I always would, like, joke with my sister about it because he has no personality at all. <laughs> He's just, like, a broody, like, quiet, like, supposed to be hot guy. Right. And he's just like, yeah, all the time. And yeah, I'm like, I'm, I, you have no it. personality. Who are you? What are you doing? Hot guys are like that sometimes. I guess. They and don't I was like, so I was surprised when he did more acting after that. Because I was like, why? Like, <laughs> You know what movie, okay, I do have to say, you know what Fight Club sometimes reminds me of and the writing style feels a little similar is Gone Girl. It's the same director. No way! Yeah, I Are just looked up David. Me? I just looked up David Fincher's movies to see what else he had done, and he directed Gone Girl. So that's why that reminds you of it. No wonder. But it, the books too, like the writing style, isn't too dissimilar, in a certain sense where mm-hmm. um, it's a lot of first person narrative, mm-hmm. and it's also like. The kind of commentary is really similar, so it would make sense that the director would pick up on both. Yeah. Would pick up both of those. There was a stories. couple other things that he had done that are like yeah, I mean, things. I've seen his stuff before. The um, but like the part that really like sticks with me, and it's like one of my favorite quotes from Gone Girl from the book, is when um, they, I think it's her. I think yeah, I think it's her. It's the girl character. I forget who it was. It's somebody. It's, I don't it's, know. Some, it's I one of the it. characters is talking about they say it's it's really difficult to be a real actual person anymore and not just like a collection of like superlatives and like attributes mm-hmm. that you've picked up on yeah. from other things, from like watching TV shows and shopping and like being in the kind of um being in the kind of society that we live in. And all of the, like, media intake that's pumped into us at all times. Like, they're just saying, like, it's very difficult to be a real, actual person with a whole personality that isn't just a collection of junk you've seen that you think you're supposed to be and do and say. Right, yeah. And I was like, it blew my mind reading that. I was like, oh my gosh, it's true. Like, it's absolutely true. And I wrote a blog about it a few years ago after I read Gone Girl and was like, this is what I feel like. Because I spent my whole life just taking BuzzFeed quizzes yeah. or whatever. And yeah. like trying to like figure out who I am by boxing myself in more. Mm-hmm. And then this is very literally about a movie who... This is a movie about a person who spent all of their time having all of the perfect things to put into their little box that they rent. To go to the little cube that they work in. Mm-hmm. And like... By all means, like, this person did have, like, a lovely life. They had, like, a great apartment and a steady job, and they got to travel for work. Mm -hmm. And the work itself wasn't that difficult, and they made decent money and, like, had nice things. Yeah. Like, all of these things were in place for this person. Yeah. And he was just, like, I'm a nine, he's, like, I'm a 30-year-old child. Yeah. Like, I don't do anything. Yeah. at all outside of these very structured tiny little things yeah that I'm supposed to do and buy the things I'm supposed to buy and wear the clothes that I'm supposed to and he's like I'd amassed like a wardrobe yeah. that was like getting really good and he like yeah. knew the, the exact brands he was supposed to buy mm-hmm. because such and such said that that would be the thing that he was supposed yeah. to do like it's so good yeah and then he so it makes perfect sense that Tyler's wearing all these like stupid looking outfits yeah and he can't even begin to care at all 
Like, yeah. there's no part of you that's like, boy, he put that on because he thinks it looks good. He's like, no, I just put it on. Yeah. That's all that yeah. I'm doing is just picking up items that I need to be wearing because of the temperature. And he takes it off when he doesn't need it. Yeah. And he puts it on when he does. Yeah. And, like, if he doesn't, like, he put on a fluffy terry cloth pink like girls robe yeah it had like cupcakes on it because he was just like oh i need a bathrobe it's here like i need a bathrobe yeah that's just what i'm gonna wear yeah like the end of it like there was no Mm -hmm. discussion of like should i or shouldn't i or he's like what's a duvet why do you when i even know what a duvet is it's a blanket (laughs) like why yeah (laughs) those sorts of things this movie's so perfect I like it a lot. It's so good. I haven't watched it in a long time, so I'm glad we watched it today. Me too. I'm so sad that the insomnia makes me sleepy. (laughs) It's such a weird symptom I have. Anytime I watch a movie where someone can't sleep, I get sleepy. Oh no. For them. And I'm like, I can do it. You have like empathy sleep. I do. I get empathy sleep. I'm like, I'm so tired. I'll sleep for you. Oh man. Oh, we were talking about how like, if I ha- go too long without, like, a full night's sleep, that means I know that I need to cry something out. <laughs> yeah. And so I'll go find a way to make myself cry. Like, mm. I'll watch a sad movie, or I'll, like, be like, all right, I gotta think about the thing I don't want to, and oh, just, like, no. cry it out and then go to bed. No, it's good for me. It's, yeah. not, it's not a bad thing. I really enjoy that part of my life that I can be <laughs> like, oh, it's time to cry. Like, you're, there's yeah. some energy that I'm holding in. Yeah, that just releases when you cry. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that Tyler Durden was, like, at all in existence when he was going to support groups. And, like, because he could cry and then he could sleep, did that mean, like, he well, slept really we well already... and woke up in the same spot. But Tyler was, like, He flashes. was starting to exist because he was already starting to have some insomnia. Because... He was having insomnia, and the guy said, go to the support group. Oh, my God, I figured it out. at the support group, then he could cry and sleep. Oh, my God, I figured it out. So Tyler Durden was starting to be created, yes, exactly like you said, during, like, periods of, like, insomnia, where mm-hmm. he, like, would, like, couldn't remember anything and would black out for periods. He started going to support groups, and it's during that point in time where, like, we have a lot of splices of Tyler, or mm-hmm. when he's in support groups mm-hmm. and he's sleeping well and he's finally got, like, some semblance of, mm-hmm. like, having something together in his life that's working for him finally, is when Tyler is, like, spliced around randomly. Mm-hmm. But he and doesn't meet him until, until he's on the plane after he's been, like, traveling city to city, losing hours, gaining hours, yeah. doesn't know where he is anymore. <sighs> yeah. And that's when Tyler manifests himself. And even then, he calls him, because he calls everything, what does he refer to them as? Um, Single-serving friends. Single-serving friends. Mmm, so he's double-dipping. So, like, he's... (laughs) Double-dipping dirt. But, like, because, like, he only gets Tyler in small doses. Yeah. Like, even the rest of the time in the movie. Oh. Well, they were together a lot. But I guess they were alone. Oh, because they were alone for a half mile in any direction. Mm-hmm. So during that period of time, it was like all Tyler all the time because he was alone all the time. Yeah. How did he find that house? That's the other weird thing. Is like, how did you make that house up? Like, how did you make up that address? He must have seen it somewhere subconsciously because somehow 
he had the business card with yeah. the phone number and the address. Because the phone number was real because there he gave it to, like, Marla called it. So at some point, he had to have seen that address and that phone number. It was a forwarding phone number. Right, he left a forwarding phone number with someone. Man, that's messed up. Yeah. So at some point, he subconsciously picked, like, maybe on one of his travels, like, made this up. somehow got this, or just one day when he was sleepwalking or whatever he was doing, found this place. Whoa. That's so messy. Yeah. Holy poop. I, I hope I never develop a split personality. I would be really terrified. Yeah. It's I'm destructive thing. enough. Yeah. Being like me. But can you imagine like me with no boundaries? That would be bad for anyone. It would be so bad for people. I would so hurt bad. everyone. I would just like rip through people's feelings. I don't like myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> So how many chaining tapes did she get this <laughs> I forgot that was coming. I forgot too until this moment. Uh, right now is the moment I remembered. How many chaining tapes or red tapes, whatever you want to do. Ow. Let's give it like eight or nine Tyler Durdens. I want to give it nine Tyler Durdens. Nine. Yeah. Nine good. Durdens. That's what I got. Now I really want to watch Inglorious Bastards. Like I'm. <laughs> we'll put it on the list. I have a perfect guest. We'll put it on the list. Yeah. Perf. Uh, yeah, I give it nine. Why not? Sounds good. Nine Durdens. Yeah. And like, we'll throw in a few Tatums. Like, five. <laughs> five Channing Tatums. Man, can you imagine if Channing Tatum had been in this movie? He'd have been. He was in the Fight Club. That'd have been a real good looking fight club. We should have had him instead of Jared Leto with the two blonde. No. I feel like the guys in this movie were like intentionally out of shape. Yeah. Because they were like very normal looking dudes. Yeah. However, Edward Norton did have a six pack. Yeah. Like a real. Well, he would just like hang out and like do crunches in the rooms and weird stuff all the time. Is that what he was doing? Yeah. Is that what Tyler was doing? I don't know. Possibly. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, I don't know, man. I wasn't. I. Yep, I was probably sleeping. <laughs> I was probably asleep and watching the movie through you. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> through your eyes. Oh no! <laughs> oh man. Okay, so. Anything else? I don't think so. This movie's so good. Everybody yeah. go watch Fight Club. Don't talk about it though. Only we can talk about Fight Club because we're Tyler Durden. Yep. That's the it. End. That's it. Uh, the end. So yeah. So if you uh, you found this. <laughs> I just feel dumb wrapping this up. This movie's so dark that I'm like, this just feels like a silly I know. I know. If you find any of this remotely tantalizing, which I hope you did while we're talking about lard soap, you can check out um, our website, viewingprettypod.com. Yes. We got links, show notes, pictures of cats, Tyler Jordan. Yep. Dot com. Uh, viewingprettypod.com. You can give us some shout outs at... On Instagram and Twitter. Yeah! A viewing party pod. That's where we are. Um, you can also check out our awesome ring of other podcasts that we're part of by using the hashtag LadyPodSquad. Yay! Um, other, other exciting news. Oh, you can check out my other podcast. Mm-hmm. It is now available on iTunes and Google Play and SoundCloud. It is nice. called Columbus Cares. 
and we are interviewing organizers of nonprofits in Columbus um, and talking about like why we care and what it looks like to actively care for people. Cool. Um, Oh, it's with it being November, be on the lookout also. Um, You can check out Columbus Cares on Facebook as well. Be on the lookout uh, for the Columbus Podcast Festival. You can find us on um, Twitter and Facebook, the Columbus Podcast Festival. Submissions for this year's festival are opening up this month in November. We don't have the exact date yet, but go check out the Facebook and you'll have all the info there. And this year's podcast festival is going to be happening Mother's Day weekend. So Mm. if you run a podcast and you want to submit to be in the festival, you don't have to be from Columbus. Go check that out. Um, you can also go to columbuspodcastfestival.com. Uh, we'll be up, we're updating the website as we continue to build information. Um, but go ahead and submit, and then uh, we might see you at the festival this year. Yeah. Pretty excited. We don't have the headliners. Don't ask me yet. We don't have them all figured out. <laughs> but we're in contact with a few pretty awesome big podcasts, nice. and I'm really excited about it. That's super awesome. Last year we had Sawbones and Still Buffering and Court Appointed, so uh, I feel like we can only go up from here. Yeah. So check out all those fun things, beingpartypod.com. Hashtag Lady Pod Squad, Columbus Cares Podcast, and the Columbus Podcast Festival. Yeah. Those are our four promotions. Anything else, Wesley? Nope. We'll be back next week with another pick for my birthday month. With another birthday pick. There won't be as much fighting, I promise. No, not as much fighting in this <laughs> next one. Uh, happy birthday, Wesley! Thank you! Yay! Uh, until next time, this has been Viewing, Viewing Party. Party.